0: So I was out last night, and I'm very heartened by this uh, Pest World 2018. I'm really glad I came, because I'm having a good time. And I also met some guys I know from years ago that didn't die, aren't sick, and still have their wits about them. And I made a new friend, Dan the Man, from up in Boston. Dan
1: Fleischer from PestDex. We have
0: a lot in common. Some of it I can't repeat. Most of it. (laughs) But... It just goes to show you, we had a lot of fun in pest control coming up. We're having a lot of fun now here, and uh, it's, a, it, it's great. I'm just having such a good time, and you know what I discovered? Haven't been out doing much lately, you know, for the last 20 years except teaching, but baby, I can still sell.
1: So we had somebody just walk up to the booth from Apprehend, Nina Jenkins. Nina, why don't you tell us about your product, how you got into business?
2: Hi. Thank you very much. So, so yeah, Apprehend's been out on the market now for 12 months. We launched it at PestWorld last year. So we've been getting absolutely fantastic feedback from those brave souls that gave us a try last year with no field data whatsoever. (laughs) But, uh, you know, this year we've got a lot of proof that it works very well in the field. And number of people coming through our booth saying, oh, you know, a friend of mine recommended this. They started using it a month or so ago. And uh, really great positive feedback. And it's so good to put names to faces or faces to names um, from our... Can calls. you
1: explain how Apprehend works on the bed bugs?
2: Sure. So it's a it's a fungal biopesticide. So unlike the, the sort of chemicals, we're actually using a disease of insects to control the bed bugs so what we do is we have uh, the fungal spores of the fungus which is called Bavaria bassiana Uh, we formulate those spores in a very specific oil formulation and it's it's sprayed as a a ready-to-use product so you don't add water or anything like that but you lay down barriers of the fungal spores and the areas where you know that the bed bugs will walk so like around the bottom of the box spring around the side of the box spring anywhere where you know that a bed bug will emerge from a harborage and be heading when it's looking for its blood meal so we we advise strategic placement of barriers and they last for about three months. When the bed bug crosses the barrier, it picks up the spores on its body and those spores can then be transferred from one bed bug to another when they go back to their harborage just by direct contact. I going you
0: that next. And there's no effect on humans or pets?
2: No, no. So it is an EPA-registered product, and we, we did do the, the whole EPA six-pack involving rats and rabbits, and uh, we, we got you know full registration based on, on those safety data. So, no, it doesn't affect humans and pets, um, but there is um, a requirement to wear a respirator when you're spraying it because you're atomizing um, a petroleum distillate in the formulation, and then a four-hour re-entry period, so you need to keep... keep people who are not wearing respirators out of that, that sprayed environment for four hours but after that there's there's no risk to humans or pets
0: so this uh, this product um, uh, can be used by the general public or you have to be a certified pest control technician
2: yeah, we only sell to licensed pest controllers. Oh, okay. Is it a 25B product? No, it's fully registered, fully registered. with the EPA. Okay. And we have a state-by-state registration throughout the U.S. with the exception of California, which will come in. We're
1: here at Pest World 2018 in Orlando. We have our good friend Dan Fleischer from Pestex in boston massachusetts what where is it though actually it's Form- actually in framingham it's about 25
3: 30 miles west of boston okay
1: so framingham i met dan at pest world in dc probably about 10 years ago and uh he reminded me of a guy from brooklyn's and we've just hit it off since so dan why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself how you got started in pest control where you're at now I'll ask some more questions as we go.
3: So I started in the uh, business, uh, actually my father and my grandfather and my uncle started a pest control company in 1962. At that time, I was only seven years old, but uh, growing up uh, as I got older, I would work for them. For them. You know, summertime's times on the bird crew or the termite crew, you know, make a few bucks for school. I actually bought a motorcycle one summer with the money I made, much to their uh, chagrin. Which is Yiddish for not being happy, but I think <laughs> got it. You, you got it. Um, and uh I went to University of Wisconsin, I was supposed to be a lawyer, uh, you know, Jewish kids, lawyers or doctors, and my father said to me when I was graduating, he goes, you know, why don't you skip law school? Why don't you come, you know, join come in the business. And the last thing I wanted to be was a bug guy, you know, it wasn't glamorous or sexy. I wanted to be a lawyer, save the world, you know, wear a suit every day. Next thing I know, I'm a pest control operator, and uh, you know, I learned from the bottom up. Uh, I used to go into the sewers of Boston with uh, uh, bread, lard, and cat food, uh, bags of it. Uh, they, they, the, the, the city uh, guy would open up a manhole, and he'd hand me a map, and he'd say, listen, follow this map, and I'll meet you, you know, 15 blocks away. You know, it was a summertime, it'd be a hundred degrees, and I would literally walk with these plastic bags of bread catwood and zinc phosphide, shake it up, and the rats would literally follow me in the sewers, and I would just be <laughs> scattering the bread And they would just, like the Pied Piper, thousands of rats, American roaches. And you know, 15 blocks later, they'd pull me out of the manhole. I'd be disgusting. I mean, just roaches on me and just sweating. Um, but uh, little did I know that that was the foundation for teaching me a craft, if you will, right. that has stood me now. I started my own company in 1991, so almost 30 years later, and uh, I, I have the, the dream of all dreams of having my son, who joined me six years ago, on mm-hmm. his own, right. with no pressure from me, calling me up, saying, gee, I'd like to, like to come work with you in the business. So it's really a dream come f- true for me because my father and uncle Uh, sold their company back in the late 80s to Waste Management and even though I wanted to buy the company I would have to buy it over many many years and Waste Management just wrote him a check so I worked with Waste Management for uh, I had a three-year contract and after one year we told each other to go ourselves and and that was you know adios amigo so in 1991 it was January 3rd 1991 it was three degrees below zero uh, my wife said to me, we're broke, uh, we can't pay the mortgage, and we're in trouble. I said, well, you know, I do know pest control, so uh, I uh, I took my credit card, I bought a used truck, I bought a uniform, I got some chemicals, and I went down to uh, the most wealthy real estate in boston newberry street because the, the residential there was three degrees below zero and a foot of snow on the ground mrs jones didn't have any cop in <laughs> answer, i can <laughs> promise you that which in retrospect turned out to be a blessing because i knocked on commercial doors right for 12 hours and i came back 12 hours later and my wife said how'd you do i go i sold one account she goes that's awesome next morning i got up she goes where are you going and I'm gonna go sell, uh, service the account I sold yesterday for $45, and I'm gonna come back with three more. Well, one day she came home, and I had just sat at the bottom of the stairs to take off, and take off my boots, and I said, I'm just gonna lay down here on the rug for a second and take a rest, and I fell asleep. But my wife thought I had fallen down the stairs, and I was <laughs> dead. So when she came home, you know, she was shaking me, and I opened my eyes, and she's crying, she goes, I thought you'd fallen down the stairs and dead. I go, no, I just took a little <laughs> nap because I've been working around the clock, yeah. selling, servicing, and collecting. Restaurants doing in the middle of the night. Get up the next day, go sell. And she said to me, she goes, you know, she goes, don't you think you want to hire somebody? You can't keep going on like this. And I said, yeah, but if I hire, if I hire someone, I got to give them half my income. She said, yeah, but if you keep doing this, you're going to be dead. So I hired my first employee. Ooh, and the model came. The model was—I mean, she went to she went to uh, MIT Sloan School of Management to get her MBA. I went to Northeastern. So you think we'd have some sophisticated business plan? Every time I fell asleep at the bottom of the stairs, I hired another employee. <laughs> there you go. That was the model. Yeah. <laughs> now I, you know, I'm not the biggest guy. I got I got 15 employees. You know, we're a very, very strong niche commercial base, which in retrospect turned out to be a blessing because I've never laid off a guy. You know, when, the, when it gets cold, I keep my guys 12 months of the year because that commercial base uses me 12 months right. a year, right? Yeah. So, I'm blessed and, and as a matter of fact, something very big just happened and it's very confidential but I can tell you guys because you're my friends, it was always my dream because my father never gave me or sold me any of his business uh, this year, I gifted my son uh, 25% of my company. Nice. And nice. I can, I'm gonna give it, eventually I'll give the whole thing to him. Give it to him.
1: And, and stop working, right? Uh, yeah, and stop. Well, that, rob- that's the key, talk to him about it. He's been stopped working for 20 years. I,
0: I, I'm not retired, just I am in between adventures. I just do enough in pest control to keep my pinky in there where I could be a pain in the ass. Yeah, <laughs> and and still relative in certain ways. But
3: you're still, yeah. How old are you? Seventy-three. You se- see, okay, you're exactly ten years older than me. I mean, I'm tired. You must be exhausted.
0: I remember when I was doing a, a day route, and I used to drive down. I had this Datsun B two ten station wagon. Perfect. And I used <laughs> to have, yeah, yeah. I you had a wind up alarm clock. I parked down in some crappy neighborhood. Yeah and i go to sleep for a couple hours and then go do a night route. And you know, that's what you did. And people would look at you, and and I remember a very vivid story. Like you said, (laughs) my parents, when I told them I was leaving the bank, my mother, 12 years of Catholic education, and now you hit the bottom of the barrel, you're gonna be a goddamn rat catcher. Thank God my father said, we'll talk. And he told my mother, it's okay. And while he was around, she didn't bother me. Once he went to work, you're a god. Okay, and my mother had a dream. Her first son was going to be a priest, didn't work out. Yeah. Second son was going to go to college, that worked out well. And the third son was going to be a cop, so I told him, uh, two out of three, that's, that's a pretty right. good average." Two man. out of three ain't bad. So, so, anyway, uh, and people looked at you like, "Oh, look what he did. He used to be he used to dress in a nice suit, yeah, but I'm making money exactly. now, baby. Exactly. So you could think, I wear a
3: uniform every day. I wear a uniform." People said that to
0: me, like. You, you, you got this. How come you're all... I, I am more comfortable in a uniform, and I am selling when I'm in this uniform. When I'm in a suit, I'm like a lot of other people. When I got my uniform on,
3: I'm unique. You're in go, you're in go mode.
0: And when I got the uniform on, I'm selling. There you go. And not only that, people say to me, like, you're doing what now? I said, well, we're cleaning the elevator pits. Why? I go... Well, the guys in the elevator industry don't want to clean the pits anymore because they're afraid of the AIDS virus. What do you guys do? And I go, we researched AIDS virus. We know how to put on a good show. We know that the virus dies after 24 hours exposure to the air. And we know we're going to spray it with bleach and water before we go down here. We do put on a terrific show. And it's good money, man.
3: Why not? So
1: I got a question for you, Dan. What do you think or how do you feel about the current merger and acquisition
3: situation in pest control? It's very interesting because, as you guys know, the big companies have been trying to merge and acquire smaller companies for many, many years. I mean, like I said, back in the 80s, and it was before that, waste management went on a buying spree and bought up a ton of companies, and it's still today they're trying to consolidate the industry. It's not working, and I I think it's not working, because guys like me, who have sons who are interested in, are going into it. But there are a lot of guys, as you know, who are selling because who, because you know, their offspring don't want to be. Right. They're going to be a cop. They're going to be a priest. They're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. It's, it's not a glamorous or sexy industry. Obviously, it provides beautifully. I mean, I'm for my son's fourth generation, but I think it's going to it's going to continue to go on because a as as, as uh, the, the, the speaker said today, we, we get paid on a multiple of revenue, not profit. So mm-hmm. that's a big number. I mean, I mean, some companies I know are going two, three. I heard uh, Modern went for almost four times revenue. I heard that. I don't think it happened, but- I know somebody that just went for like 3.3 3 times revenue. So it's getting up there close to four. It's crazy. So those are, attra- you know, and if you're doing a couple of million bucks and someone's going to give you $6 million, you know, you can look at that and you might you tell might Take pause. My company's not for sale. As my son says, we're never going to be for sale, you know. Well, he's about to start a family.
1: He's getting married. He got married. he got married. Exactly.
3: He got married in June, yeah, and he's starting a family, and he sees that this is a a wonderful, uh, profitable, uh, rewarding, you know, we help people every day. We protect their home, their businesses, their, their, their food supply. I mean, it's wonderful. But we 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 consider ourselves the old phrase, guardians of the environment. And
0: and we we've increased longevity, life life longevity in a uh, hundred years ago. You, average life expectancy was like 46. Three reasons: better pest control, better um, medicine, right, and and better agricultural products. Right. So two out of three of those deal with pesticides. That's right. So a better sanitation. So you know what we're responsible for two of them anyway.
3: It's and 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 the other thing is I think it's going to continue to be the mergers are going to continue, but it's going to be difficult because I think more people instead of shying away from pest control, they're going to it, we're going to be looked by society as you know these guys just aren't rat catchers. These guys right. are keeping diseases out of our right. schools right. and our hospitals. We're going to ele- we're going to be elevated, you know.
0: 100%.
1: The other the other the consolidation. The other thing. What I like about consolidation is they can't do what we do as a small company. So when they buy these companies, all of a sudden we're getting, we see like a 2%, 3% increase because they can't service them how the company they bought was able to service them. That's anymore.
3: right. Because they can't, it, you know more than, it's now, it's a very much relationship bedroom. a, bedroom, a relationship. Okay, that no, let's go with that. Well, no, <laughs> no, and uh, the reason I said bedroom is, you know, waste management said, okay, we're going to, to, to Dan Fleischer's pick up his garbage, why don't we go and do his pest control? But it's very different picking up the garbage and going into Dan Fleisch's bedroom and then opening up his nightstand, you know, looking for roaches, and you find a dildo. I mean, that's very <laughs> per- I mean, that's personal. That right? happened to you, too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think everybody's got that story. Well, of course we do. <laughs> Look at it You're even blushing, and it's hard to see. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... The re, right, the bigger companies fail with the re, I think establishing that relationship, and that's what companies like Col- Old Colony and and uh, and Pestec survive. Right, Old Colony, it's Colony.
0: And, and and you know what? The other thing too, I noticed when I saw my company, guys that worked for you, two of them went into their own business. They just went around and talked to the you know the customers. They're like, "What's happening? Oh, oh, oh! You don't have a non compete with them. You got the non compete with me. I'm not doing anything, man. Just keep sending those checks, boys." And, Everything will be fine. I I don't know how you're running your company, but I did find out. They got a guy from India, whose name like he's interviewing you as a potential customer. He was lieutenant colonel in the Indian Army, third rate army, and and and, and, and he, he reports to people down in Tennessee. I'm in Brooklyn, New York. I don't give a shit about what you're doing. So this guy has no. He doesn't know that that New York is a bunch of little neighborhoods. No. You got to learn the culture. Sure. You got to
3: know how to talk. You, exactly. You got you it's that connection right
0: right exactly so dan
3: what's your craziest pest control story
1: but aside from the dildo
3: (laughs) all right this is really personal but i'm going way back now okay statue of
0: limitations ran out
3: so when i was as soon as i could drive my father gave me a route okay nice area downtown boston it was August. It was, you know, 85 degrees already. It's 7 in the morning. And, you know, I'm a young guy. I'm in my, you know, 18 or so. And, um, you know, you had the B&G sprayer. You pumped up the can. You you knocked on the apartment door. If you were a lefty, you went left and hit all the baseboards. If you were a righty, you went right. Problem solved. Done. So I knock on this apartment door. And the most breathtaking woman opens the door. Now, I'm 18. She's probably 25 or 26. Okay, so, but she clearly looks like an older woman to me. I mean, certainly more mature. I'm 18. I'm probably a virgin, or maybe one time, but it was, you know, I didn't know what I was doing either way. She
0: she looked more experienced to you than you were. Exactly. Okay.
3: And all she's wearing is a white bathrobe, which is. Closed. I'll put that in quotation marks. <laughs> it wasn't quite closed, but I'm, in, you know, I'm looking away. I am not making eye. I, I am not looking at her. I go, hi, I'm Dan. I'm from Certified Pest Control. I'm here to treat your unit. She goes, come in. I'm not looking at her. I'm looking away because this is. I don't. You know, something's going to happen. I'm. I don't know, and I'm afraid. So I take. I take the pump, the can up. I do the left. I'm walking around all the rooms. I get to her bedroom. And I'm swallowing hard because even today, I'm 63, you know, 45 fricking years later, something's happening inside of me right da, now.
0: Da, da, da. So,
3: uh, I and, and, and I would say this to everyone, and you probably have said those sa- same words. I'm all done. Is there any other place you'd like me to service? And it just <laughs> rolled out because that's what happened. And guess what? She's laying on the bed and the bathrobe opens up.
0: Did you complete the service?
3: Not only did I complete the service, I was there for three days. No cell phone, <laughs> never called home for three days. My parents had the police, the F- they called every law and for- They, I go home three days later, and my father looks at me and beats the crap out of me in the kitchen. Beats me to a pulp, my mother's screaming, I'm getting a beating, and after the beating, he looks at me, he goes, I hope it was worth it. And I said, I'd do it again. <laughs>
0: so did you make a return visit to this lady? Uh?
3: Never saw her again.
1: Oh. oh, that's the best. So, this Dan Fleischer from Pestex from Boston, we, uh, thanks for coming on. You wanna plug anything?
3: No, I, I I'd like to plug you guys. I love you guys, <laughs> and you. I I love the industry because we get to have these kind of relationships. Yeah, and it's just great that we share information. Mm-hmm. And I think you're podcasting. You're onto something really good. I think you're ahead of your time. But I think you should really forge ahead with it because I think it's a wonderful idea. Thank you. Thank you. One
0: last note. I, I want to meet with you more. I mean, we don't have time here, but I got to meet somebody for for dinner tonight. Maybe we could have dinner. Uh, Thursday night.
3: Well, Thursday night like? I'm going out with uh, with the Bell Lab. How
0: about we cut out of here and have lunch or something? Okay, I like to talk to you, man. Love it. It was great. It was you. great.
1: Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe and review. Send us anything you want us to know about at colonyconfidential
0: at colonyconfidential@gmail.com.